Hello everyone, this is AP. We're back for episode three and today I've got Mike Shannon with me and Mike and I go way back. We worked together at the city of Guyman and then ultimately he became my direct supervisor. He was my supervisor and he was Chief Clark Purdy's supervisor so we kept him on his toes. And also he used to take us on trips and I guarantee you now that I'm older, I think Mike took us just for entertainment. I did. Yeah, Is that did. true? Yeah. Well, educational entertainment. I don't know. Yeah. We were honorary. Yeah, you was honorary, but uh, I, I'd seen something, especially you two. You, you mentioned uh, Clark, uh, uh, and not because you're just sitting here when we're doing this. Uh, two pretty good men. And, well. And that's been, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's been a long time ago. I mean, 14, yeah. 15, 16 years ago. Easy, because I, uh, when I left the city, you you left, and then I stayed in that emergency management position that you guys formed for, basically for me. Um, I stayed in it probably another year or two. Okay. okay. And then I left, and I was with Conoco Phillips for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And I knew you went to Conoco, but like you said, you know, I retired in 07, but uh, prior to that... And I was always one of those guys. I like to surround myself with young, smart people. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm smarter and, now. I wish I'd. And you know, you and I started our conversation about our circles. Yeah. The circles that we keep, and and I didn't have a big circle. No, but not I, at all. The circle that of people that I had, and some of them, as you learn later on, but there's just very few people that I still trust today. Yeah. I mean, well, we had we had a lot of fun, and yeah, I I learned I, I did learn a lot from you too, by the way. So, yeah, well, thank you. That was that was a good time yeah. while, while we had it. You know, it was a good time, good uh, productive time. You know, we got a lot of things done. And, Man, it was crazy uh, at that point. We had hotels and yeah. Super Walmart going in, and it was just it was insane there for a little bit. Just but stuff we stayed. We, we kept everybody informed. I mean, transparent. I mean, we yeah. we tried to. I mean, it, we told everybody what we was doing up front. I think there so. There was no secrets. I think so. I got my butt chewed a lot. Oh, well, I mean, that, I'd ring the, I ring the siren at the wrong time, or I didn't ring it. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I got my... Yeah, there was a cloud to come up one day. Oh, my How God. come nobody did anything? I got, well, my, I got my ass chewed, whether that, I rang it or whether yeah, I didn't Yeah, that wasn't it. really a cloud. That was just a smoke ring coming oh, off or something. But, oh, yeah. So, but anyway, you know, let's, let's... You do that when you work for the public. Oh, for sure. You're never right. No, never. Never. I was never right. So, yeah. anyway, let's yeah. go back. So... You are a Panhandle native. I am. Boy born, City. Boy City. Born and raised in Boy City. And then came over to Guyman. Came over to Guyman in night, the latter part of 1993. I was city manager at Guyman, which was a good gig because I, I followed my dad. Yeah. And uh, I tell you what, speaking of that, I just found a letter. I, I lost dad in this year, February. Yep. yep. And uh, it, it was kind of tradition when a city manager left... He always left a letter in the drawer, bottom right-hand drawer. I mean, that was just something. Presidents do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I opened up that drawer that next morning when they appointed me city manager. And there that letter was. Took me two weeks to read it. Huh. Took me two weeks to read it. I just found it. Didn't Who was it. previous? Good question. Who was that? Was it? Doris Forshe. For, I mean, my dad was. But oh, okay. I mean, for, for me over at Boy City, my dad. Then there was a guy named... Foshi so this was in Boy City. Yeah, this was in Boy City. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, when I became city manager over there, I mean, you know, it, it's one of those 
thankless positions, I guess, but it, but you had the opportunity to make things good. For sure. I'm on the school board at Hooker now. Oh, so there I, you go. Yeah, well, I, you know, you're a public servant then. Yeah, I mean, we get well, we get paid a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, well, you have it's, to. It's funny because it's like, you know, you're one person on a board and you – it's not like I can do anything. You know, I just kind of try to guide the ship. There you go. And we... But you can do things. Though. We can. We have, yeah. a, we have a CEO, though. Okay, you know, yeah. But you, you as a board member, can can do things. Right. We Even, help with I policy. Mean, you might, it might not follow through with right. what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, well, what... Five on the board? Yes. Okay. And so your suggestion might turn into another body's, uh, another grand idea. Then all of a sudden, you, from your idea, it just gets... It oh, gets fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For that, or it gets shot down. Yeah, we definitely bounce ideas off yeah, each other. But perfect. what I was getting at, like the public thinks that I can just go in there and make decisions, and that's not really how it works. It's, no. You no. know, it's it's a whole board, and we have, you know, I, I like to say that, you know, a superintendent is like the CEO, right. and, and we're a board that kind of guides the CEO with, mm-hmm. with where we feel like the community and, and the rest of us want the school to go. Right. Right. And then if that CEO doesn't do his job, then that's when you're like, okay, it's time to go somewhere else. Yeah, we, but, need, yeah, we need to get somebody to follow yeah, our direction. Exactly. And life is simple that way. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's simple. Uh, well, let's go back. As we come over from Guyman in 93, I will kind of go back just a little bit. I started in 1977 and working for the city over there and for their public works authority. And, and I got out of college and I didn't want to do nothing. I was tired of school, so I went to packing trash, yeah. working in the landfill. Yeah. Then they were shorthanded in town. That's when they had the three-man system with the, the garbage cans. Mm-hmm. I threw garbage cans for two and a half, three years, probably four years. I could. I so could literally learn. from the bottom up. Yeah, from the ground up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I learned it all, and you know, some of the best times I ever had was riding on the side of a garbage truck. That's funny. I can see that, though. Oh, I mean, you had one job. Everything's so simple at that you, point. You just pick up this can, you throw it up in there, and, and set it back. I mean, that's yeah. it. That's all you did all day long. Yeah. And every once while, you'd find some goodies, you know. So yeah. I had a friend of mine stick his hand when he was packing trash. Seen it. He, he lost uh, three fingers because of a $5 bill. But, oh. hey, I mean, but, yeah, that's just the way it was. He'd just seen it laying there, he reached and grabbed it, and, and he just took his hand back. Anyway. But I, I did. I, I just learned from the ground up. Just worked my way right up. And and uh, and yeah, at that particular time, I was just coming to work at seven and quitting at five. And and I've done that for oh my god, forever now. For seventy or since seventy seven. So and like you and I did, we've just been here talking you know, before. But and I did make the comment. I feel like I'm repeating myself. But I went to work for X amount of an hour. I feel like I owed them. X, X, X back. Right. You gave more value than, yeah, than I mean, what they expected. And, and, it, and it's paid off, I feel like. Oh, yeah, and that's that's something I want to instill in, you know, in my kids and, and whoever else listens or pays attention to me. Um, it's taken me years to learn this because I'm finally figuring stuff out, sure. you know. But sure. you give more than what's expected yeah. to anybody yeah you're if you're a business owner to your customer if you're an employee to your employer and things happen and it does and, yeah. and it's not going to happen overnight no nothing it, it does will not i mean you know, as much as we as i would like it to happen overnight and then but then after a while you just keep doing your job and doing it better every day every yeah. day every day every day then all of a sudden you get tapped on the shoulder say hey 
we we got a little different position for you. Yeah. And and more than likely that position you're being offered is a little better work you just come out of. Oh, for but sure. But you gained all that experience back behind you. So and like I said, I, I worked my way up to the manager of the public works authority over there over water, sewer, no no gas, uh, garbage, and still. Still today, if there, I ain't kid you not, if there was a place where I could go run a packer or something like that in the landfill, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I mean, it's just, I don't there's something about garbage I like. That's I funny. Like. But, I mean, you just stay after it and dedicate yourself and helping others, and, and good things happen. Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, and I wasn't always like that. I, you know, I'm, I'm younger and probably was in that one of those first generations you just like expected things instantly well yeah you were younger but there was something because I, I remember the day that uh, you'd come in and there were some other things happening and we needed that emergency management coordinator and I'm my god you're perfect for it well I'd already been doing it in the yeah, fire department and, but you had that drive in you you had the intelligence you had that drive you had that discipline in you that I wouldn't have to worry about yeah, it. I enjoyed it too, though. Yeah. So it's but a lot it was easier. Passion. Yeah. It's a lot but easier to do something when you enjoy it. I could say, okay, Aaron, fix it for me. Develop the plan. And you developed a hell of a plan, let me tell you. I don't know what ever happened to it, but what, what a lot of it, to it? Yeah. a lot of it got denied because it wasn't like exactly like the state's model. Oh, let's don't go there. That, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, but that's. But I was thinking was outside the box on some things, and they were just like, "This, this isn't. This doesn't fit our mold." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, like fit our mold." I know. And you was but, doing it in the best interests of the city. And that's not all me, honestly. That a lot of that I learned from uh, Chief Ed Kirtley okay, when we were sure. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. he he thought outside the box a lot, and oh, I wasn't yeah. following a specific model that state emergency management wanted yeah. you know wanted so they they basically had a cookie cutter thing that they wanted every community to follow so everybody was on the same page but every community is different so Couldn't have I, spoke it true right it, it just isn't it just isn't yeah you know don't get me started on that yeah I, just, oh, I, I know what you mean but you know I, I did like I said I'd always seen something in you and and Clark and there's some other guys there in the fire department that I, I have I still today have a lot of respect for but you and Clark kind of was the ones that kind of rise uh, to the top there but I didn't have to worry about your departments you yeah. were disciplined enough to take care of your people you knew people you were a people person you, you knew the budgetary process you, you know how to think outside the box you, you was good in the public I mean you could take a hot situation and you have people eating out of your hand both you and Clark so that was something that, that and like I told you I, I tried to surround myself with good honest respectful people i do appreciate that i i enjoyed it i, don't I think did i've ever told you that. no you didn't never we haven't got to yeah, talk about we it we've got we, it's we recorded now yeah it's, it's on it's on the it's on recording now yeah but. i did enjoy it i did get i got burned out especially after after oh, you left yeah. um only because i was dealing with uh zoning and planning and yeah. code enforcement yeah. and a lot of stuff that i didn't want sure so it just and, and, I you know, left. We could, we I could left soon after. Fingers all day of, of why that happened, but you know, but it happened. It did, and I handled it for quite sure. a while, there and then. It, but I just found something different. I found something different, and it's kind of the way of me in '07. Yeah. I'd come to a point in my life. I'd had 33 years of municipal uh, government experience, and I look back on 33 years. Yeah, that's a lot. Holy cow! All right, well, let's keep going. That's oh, that's yeah. where I'm going. So, yeah. I know 
because of that, you've been on multiple boards and committees, I'm sure. Because oh. we, we, my gosh, how many times did we go down and rub elbows, elbows with the governor and... And you know the governors were on a first name basis with us. I mean, oh, I know. And and, and I, I, I've said this a million times, and it couldn't be any more true today. If you're not in a room, you're not in the game. I, you had me in rooms with the leaders of the state of Oklahoma and multiple what? times. They're just like you and I. I know. I know. I and drank Crown with them. There you go. And, and they listened to you. Yeah, and I just – so with that, I know that you were involved in a, a lot of committees, a lot of meetings down there, so your experience – is way up there with that. And, 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 you know, that was something that I, I can remember my very first meeting that uh, I had with a government official. And I'm going to go back a little while. You remember Jack Bagley? Yes. He oh, yeah. taught and oh, yeah. one of our representatives. Yeah, his son's a friend of mine, too, so okay. I've known oh, Jack, I Jack, I knew Jack a long day. time. And every time I walk into that Capitol, I, I expect to see him standing right off the elevator on the third floor, but yeah. but he was such an instrumental man uh, just to be around. And he he took me one day and told me some what to do, what not to do. But this guy was a pillar of wealth of information. And he says, Mike, he says these people are just like you and I. Mm-hmm. If you got a problem, you call me. Or if you got a problem, you call the governor. Okay, and I was still in Boyd City at that time. Yeah. Well, we was having problems with the landfill, believe it or not, and we had one of the only landfills built on state school land. And we had a landfill. This was about the time that oh. landfills were being, oh my gosh, they're going to contaminate the world, and and probably some of them did, but oh, not yeah. in our part of the world because you got to have you got to have rain to make stuff run off juice of yeah. and stuff like that to get down into your. Uh, into your water and they were trying to throw stuff at us it was unbelievable because it was on state land and i remembered what jack told me so i picked up the phone called uh governor walters at that particular time well, of course you never can talk to the governor no so he says i said i'd like to schedule a meeting with mr walters to discuss the outcome of our uh this lease we have with the state of oklahoma the school land commission because of our landfill they put me on the calendar, so I drove all the way to Oklahoma City one morning. And there I walked into the Capitol. I hadn't been in the Capitol very many times and walked into the governor's offices and was greeted very professional and walked in there. And there, David, uh, Governor Walter, or David, I call him David now, sat, and he sat with one of my best friends. His name was Fenton Rude. He was head of solid waste, advice, er, solid waste for DEQ at that particular time. Fenton married a hometown girl from El- or Texoma, okay. Tempe Nichols. Okay. And I went, we looked at each other like, dude, what are you doing here? That didn't hurt things <laughs> no, at all. No, it didn't hurt things at all. But, you know, we had the best discussion, and it was just from a little simple phone call. I said, you know, Governor, I need some help. And here I was, a, a small-town city manager from 1,800 people, mm-hmm. and that governor listened to me. And we talked for over two and a half hours. We got to keep her landfill. It was just that simple. We got to keep her landfill. Yeah. And and that way, Boy City didn't have to haul their garbage either to Gaiman or to Liberal or anything. Somewhere, yeah. So we got to keep her landfill. And by the time I left there, I, I guess I must have impressed him because he appointed me to a solid waste advisory council that helped write the rules and regulations that we still use today in, for landfills in the state of Oklahoma. Very cool. Yeah, so that's what I mean. I, yeah. There's stuff I don't even know you were involved with, but I know you were involved with a lot because I was with so you in a lot of things. From one simple phone call, 
I mean, it's, it's from a discipline that just don't be afraid to walk up somebody and talk to somebody. Right. Or pick up the phone, and especially with today's technology. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, it's right there at your fingertips. Yeah. We just had a deal come up the other day. I called down there on a, well, we'll probably get into this later, but this juvenile detention deal. Oh, a hooker. Deal. Yeah. Found out about it. I mean, you start making phone calls. And I still have those contacts. I've, I've left in Oklahoma City and Washington, D.C. and Topeka. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is pick up the phone call because I, I know their cell phone numbers. Yeah. I mean, that's something a lot of people don't know. Yeah, that's and I'm for talk, sure. I mean, but I, I've worked to get those. Yeah. And you pick up the phone, you start getting answers. So, yeah. But that's all it was. That was something that was uh, pretty interesting. We went all around the state of Oklahoma and was taking input from uh, different cities and towns and stuff like that. And my main focus was rural, keeping these small landfills to where like my folks are, and about that time I was still living in Boise City, my garbage rate wouldn't go up to $100 a month, you know? Yeah. So, and we, we fixed it. We fixed it. So, uh, it's, just a phone call. Yeah, it's just a phone call and communication. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. So, you yeah. started in, you started that, did yeah. government work for a while over here. I did. Then yeah. you jumped into business, different, couple different businesses. I did. So, the business world. I now, did. yeah. What's making you want to jump right Let's back in? I'm glad you asked me that question because when I retired in 2007, I was done with politics. That's what I thought. You told me that. I, yeah, I, I am done. Yeah. Coming so back here 2000, we are, yeah, come, 2020. Two, yeah, 2020, but I started missing it about two years later. Okay. But politics, you got politics everywhere. You got politics with your wife. You got politics with your kids. You got politics with the car dealers. I mean, there's politics oh, yeah. in this world. I'm interested in it. I wouldn't be on so, the school board if I'm not. And, and I, I'm thinking about running for some other things later, yeah, too. perfect. So, all of a sudden, I went, you know, I, I was in the government side of things, and uh, I went to the private sector. Right. Holy cow. What? Day and night. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I look now back on some of my mistakes I probably made in the private sector, you can be sneaky. You can be. You can withhold information. You can not tell the. You, you need to tell the truth, but you don't have to tell the truth. Yeah, and you know, in the corporate world, they they have to keep secrets because yeah, people steal yeah. secrets. So and that's there sometimes that's I was part of it. Because I've always lived in a glass house. I mean, everything I did was scrutinized. Everybody, everybody knew what I was doing. But it was an eye opener when I went into the private into the private sector. And yeah. It didn't take me long to figure it out that. <laughs> I don't have to bow down and kiss nobody's behind, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can cuss on my podcast. Yeah, too, I noticed so. that. But I, I, okay, you don't have to kiss nobody's butt. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But I was missing it. I was missing that camaraderie. I was missing that uh, challenge. That like every day we 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 run into laws that you and I don't like. Oh yeah. And first thing a lot of people do, they just bitch and moan about it. And they do. Everybody does. Oh, just, well, let's fix it. Yeah. There there was a law wrote to handle something. And the reason they wrote that law was to help somebody. Now, if that law today is, uh, is not brought up to standards or it could be bettered, let's go change the law. Mm-hmm. Instead of blaming a city councilman or a city manager or a county commissioner for something, right? And because they got their rules, black and white. And oh, it is. It is black and white. Yeah, I mean, that's you something. Oh, school board. 
I mean, the, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you the state school board. There, I mean, it's and if you're taking money from you know anybody, huh. the feds or the state, there's rules for everything. And so, you have to be accountable. Oh, you for have it. to. That's where but, I. But what if? What if you don't like that one rule? Don't just yeah. sit there and gripe about it. No. Make your contacts work for you. Right, and that's Get which is why changed. we have you know the Oklahoma State School Board Association, and right. we you know it's. But, Okay, yeah, get me started on the associations. I, and I, they're good. They're good in a way. In a way. But when's the last time, and I don't know nothing about school board associations. I, I do know about the municipal league and the city, stuff like it's that. It's the same. I mean, when was we the have last a lot of great They league? come out and sit across from your desk and say, how can we help you? Well, we, all the time, actually. Good. Quarterly. We they, get, they come out to Hooker? They come, we have quarterly meetings here. Awesome. Yeah, See, and we can okay. meet with, and the president comes out. We can talk to him. That, that is, wow, that yeah. is great. Yeah, they, they do great. help a lot. Um, they understand um, what schools really are going through. They really do. Yeah. They're good. good. And we have a bunch of, uh, a whole legal team there. Um, they're on call, actually, every Monday night when we have school board meetings. If we have an issue, they're phone call away. Perfect. Yeah, it's Perfect. it's much different. Than well, what I dealt yeah, with with yeah, OML. Well, okay, so okay, that's a good point. Especially being out here rural, like oh. they have our quarterly meeting out there. But like, I've had to, I've called for a few legal questions, and it's it's instant and so helpful. Yeah, it's, well, it's incredible. There again, like I said, it's been uh, it's been eleven, twelve, thirteen, thirteen years or whatever. But there's been a lot changed. But the, the organizations that I was part of, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that the only time they wanted anything from you is your registration fees, oh, your yeah. membership fees, right up front. Man, you hear from me? Yeah, we're gonna do, and you don't see them until December of the next year. That sounds like the fire union. Fire union, I love that place. I love those guys. Anyway, I do too. But the, yeah. but the national union, I yeah. mean, that, that yeah. is, they I just mean, want money. They I just mean, want but, money. But anyway, that's kind of my pet peeve. But I want to get back into. I'll just be honest with you. I'm going to get back to helping others. Uh, exactly. So, I, I know why you, you've answered why you want to run. You missed it. You want to get back in. Um, you know, it's public service. It's to make the county, the communities better. Um, what do you feel? we need or what does texas county need well i mean we've got we've got issues we can bring up oh, multiple we've oh, got, got yeah, the I, hospital we've oh, got that's number one issue it, it is number one issue because it's needed out here and it's it's a scary situation not having it um it, it's just it's such a complex thing too but well is it complex you know we had, well, a, we had a local guy take only it because over. of all the okay yeah, all the yeah. Things yeah. that control what you can and can't do, yeah, and exactly. medically and insurance and all that stuff. E- and, exactly, and it's but that's a lot of. That but if it's run right, if it's proper managed, yes, and there, there's managers out there that that can manage hospitals and do a, a damn good job. At oh, it. I totally agree. And and look at uh, the young man. I call him young man. Hill. I'm 64 now, but Manny Manny Barris. I mean, oh yeah. He just jumped in there and said, "Hey, let me take over this thing." And look what that one man. Oh, excuse me. Probably wasn't just him. He had a hell of a team back. Oh, he did. Well, he he knows how to run a business too. There you go. And that that's it. Don't get me started on on capitalism and what governments can and can't do uh, because government doesn't really produce anything. No, so no, they don't. Nothing. So we need a hospital needs to be run like a business. I, and and it people think well is that cutthroat? Well, it could be yeah. as long. But also I know if a business is run correctly. 
and they let it run yeah. and they're not doing their job right, right. it's going to go bad for them. Yeah. So that that uh, Dr. Barrios had a had a good track record. Mm-hmm. Then I was uh, we was working in Texas. That's the job I'm doing now. And all of a sudden, I heard that uh, he wasn't asked to be. He resigned. I know. I heard that. And I pick up the phone. I couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah. And and I I was shocked. And I absolutely just left my job in Texas and drove to Guyman and looked yeah. for him. Yeah, I was shocked too because I I I had heard. I didn't really know, but I'd heard so many good things about things getting turned around financially and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, we're from the red, from it been the deep black. You yeah, know? So yeah. What what more could you ask for? And 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 the attitudes of the employees were better, and and everything was clicking. Then all of a sudden, whoop. yeah. And he asked me to attend a commissioner's meeting one day because he had heard through the grapevine, you know how grapevines are in Guyman, Oklahoma. And so I just went up there as a friend. Yeah to back him up a little bit and uh, that there was going to they were looking into uh, uh, hiring another third party management company management company and I went you got but all three all three of the council or the, excuse me commissioners no we we have a fiduciary duty to listen to everybody and they're right yeah and he said we're going to listen to this company mm-hmm. two of them two of them says you know if it's not broke don't fix it. Yeah. And that's basically what they say with, with various. I mean, it's great. But he says, we have a fiduciary duty to our constituents and to the county residents that we have to listen to. And you do. I yeah. mean, I'm, you do. We don't have to act upon it. Okay. Next thing I knew, Barrios had resigned. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was surprised. I was blowed away. And, I, you, and so I was there's too. stuff like that that definitely needs to be worked on, uh, communicated, uh, and, 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 and like, and there again, when I, when I first started running, I want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. You ask people that work at the county, they don't know nothing going on. Why don't they? I don't know. Why don't they? I don't know. I don't have much experience dealing with any of the county commissioners, but. We've great set of county commissioners. And yeah. I don't, I mean, and I'm, I'm just talking about district two right now and the, uh, incumbent that Dickie Bryant, he has served. And I, I hold him up with a great deal of respect. Anybody that wants to serve the public, mm-hmm. Hey, you've got, well, you're not going to have my vote, but you have, you have my utmost respect. Oh, for sure. I, oh man, I'm right in the middle of it. Yeah. So, so with that being said, you know, I, I, I've tried to relate that to him a couple of different times, but we just hadn't had that time to visit yet. Uh, then we have another young man, a young man. I mean, we're talking 21, 22 year old young man that's filed for two for district for two. two. Is that the only one that's open right now? Yeah. Okay. So Ty Cobb, Ty Cobb's his name. 20. I, okay, correct me right. I, I think he's 22. Whoa. Ty is? Young people wanting to get involved helping others. Yeah, that's great. What? I mean, I feel honored now. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I didn't realize that Ty was that yeah. young, but that, that actually kind of puts a smile on my face, knowing that there's young ones that want to. It's, and, you know, I've been getting a lot of feedback from different people. Well, he's too young. You don't know experience. Excuse me? We were all young ones. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's dumb. That's right. No. I, I was just tickled to death. So yeah. I wish both of them well. Yeah. But I, I I think I bring about 30 plus years of experience because Aaron, my friend, we're going to be facing some 
the unknowns right now. So we are. What's happened and that's so 30, let, 45, 60 days. Yeah, let's keep moving. So we know the yeah. hospital's super yeah, important super out here important. for this whole this whole region, really. Um, oh. Not just the Oklahoma Panhandle, but, you know. Yeah. It, and, it's just, it's and, just pretty it's, important. Yeah, and it's so important. I mean, you, we can talk about law enforcement. I'm very pro-law enforcement. You have to have law and order. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, we have some of the, the nicest and most... Law enforcement's changed in the last... Local law enforcement's changed in the last 20 years. You know, they kind of used to be the old good old boys. Hey, these guys are businessmen now. They're dealing with a crowd of people now that's different. Uh, yeah, this this isn't the same no, Guyman or Texas County that we were... 20 years ago. Yeah, when and I first not, moved back... Um, just to give you an example, when I first moved back from New Mexico... Uh, I think we were about 7,000 people. Yeah. yeah. Early 90s? Yep, yeah, that's when I come about 8,000. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. And then I got on the fire department not long after that, and, you know, the run volume was yeah. was in the hundreds. Yeah. It, it wasn't anything. Yeah. And that was ambulance and fire. You know, by the time I got out of the fire service, we were over uh, probably over 2,000 EMS and fire calls. I bet. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, easily. And we were running on a lot more violent stuff yeah. more often and different. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Whole so, different ball game. so yeah, it's not it's not Barney Fife and in no. no, Mayberry not. anymore. So, and I don't want to really categorize what I think it's all important. It is. I, I still think that I mean, community policing is very important. The 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 friendships and that those relationships that are. Yes, what am I trying to say? Where they're just face to face, and you know yeah. them. Yeah, you know exactly. you know your sheriff Matt Bowley, and you know you know these guys personally because yes. we're still small enough to do that. Yes, we are. But we but but make no mistake, listeners. There there's an element here that was not here 20 years ago. That's so true. And I know this so for true. a fact because of my connections, and I have friends in the Texas Panhandle that are Texas State Police, and yeah, there's. There's stuff going on in these in this region that people don't know about. Oh, yeah, um, scary. It is. It's scary. Yeah, but we have good, competent people. So I'm just going to throw you know the sheriff's office out there, uh, along with the district attorney's uh, um, uh, task force and the district attorney. I mean, they deal with all sorts of stuff. And let's go back uh, quite a few years. You know, we've always heard about the. DA uh, district attorney's task force. Right. I was city manager when that in Boyce City uh, when that was formed, and I was approached by a, a gentleman. Oh, he was he coming to my office over there. He was. Uh, oh, I didn't think I'd ever forget that man's name, but he says we're we're forming a task force to help deal with drug problems in this area. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Yeah. He said, no way, you need to hear about it. I said, I, I, yeah, but sign me up. Let's do it. I took more criticism then from the city council and the people in Boyd City just for that. Yeah. Because there was going to be another entity formed right. just for drug traffic. Yeah, and that is scary, but it was oh, kind of but, ahead of the curve oh. because there probably wasn't a whole much, whole big drug problem at that point, but it... There was a problem, and I see. Well, there's been a problem since before you and I were born. Yeah, exactly. Good point. But But there's. I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm very pro law enforcement. Yeah. And I'm very pro uh, for anti drug. uh, I've dealt with it personally. Uh, My family has dealt with it personally. 
And, uh, but I, I look back on some of the good things that I did help get started in the district attorney. I feel like I helped get it started from Boyd City this way. Yeah, that's cool. And I, and I, always, and I always just pat myself on the back of that because it's, it's blossomed into a, a pretty good deal right now. Still undermanned, underfunded. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Everything's just, underfunded. Yeah, yeah. But there's, there's, got to be, there's got to be some ways out there to keep that very proactive and, and keep you know keep it keep it rolling so yeah and then you have your other different uh you have uh you we talked about a while ago fire departments mm-hmm. oh I'm that's very, a that's I'm, a big issue for oh, for our, oh, our whole county oh, oh this definitely. rural man rural fire departments uh not just oklahoma but everywhere are just everywhere. struggling I not only you know that i am a retired firefighter I yes i did yeah that. i knew that yeah. yeah i was one of the very first firefighter ones they got their firefighter ones in, in in rural Oklahoma. Okay, I did not know that. I didn't. Yeah, man, I I didn't know they had right. firefighter ones cert that long ago. I still have my certificate. That's funny. <laughs> it was kind of etched on a piece of stone stuck on the wall. Wow, that's pretty cool. Ed Curtley, you know, he was kind of a. He wasn't a boy city native, but cat ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His grandma and grandma and yep. lived about half a block from it. I know Ned all my life. Yeah, he came out and uh, he taught a few of us, and we we. Were, it's probably one of the I, I think it probably one of one of the first rural fire departments that got certified with a lot of firefighters. That's ones. pretty cool. Then he took about three of us and uh, made instructors out yeah. of us. Yeah. Oh, he made an instructor out of me. I mean, but what better way to be a better firefighter? Oh man, that guy. I I use yeah. things honestly. I use things weekly, daily yeah. that he taught me. Yeah. Well, and I had a lot of disagreements oh i butted heads Ooh. with him oh yeah i but love him but after each one of them, and if he ever hears this i i oh you know he will yeah, i learned okay. i learned so oh, much from well, him oh there's a lot of things and butted it. heads but i still i still happy to see him i saw him here a while back when he was at I the fire station 2005 well it, uh grant wadley had told me told me that he was up there and i went by and said hi and man we had a great conversation Good. awesome well, I hope he's doing well. So. He's doing well. But there's another issue that needs to be addressed, and I don't have the problem. I don't have the solutions for it. I, uh, man, if you did, you'd. But I'm working on the solutions. Yeah. And like I said, we still have enough ties from a DC down to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Wherever and, it takes. And, and back to the fire, it's not, um, and it might be that way for law enforcement too. I don't know. It's probably easier to recruit law enforcement. I don't know, but. There's it's a manpower issue too in Definitely. these in these smaller towns. Not just the money issue for for right. for brush rigs or whatever we need, but it's it's a dollar issue. To they're get running out of people. they're running out of volunteers because you know it's in these other departments it's volunteer only. It's just it's tough well, to get them. Yeah, you just can't do it anymore. I mean, no. but it, it it comes back just like a, a private business. If you want good competent people to serve you, you have to pay them. Yeah. Yeah. You have to make it worth their time. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's a big issue here in Texas County is the it rural fire departments. Uh, I've, I've got some of the account summaries. I've been going through it trying to just wrap my head around. There's more things to do as a county commissioner than than I think a lot of people ever realized. I mean, oh, yeah. You're in charge of the whole kitty. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and let's talk about that. It's had yeah. its issues in the past. Oh, it has had issues. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know you want that to be straightened out and kept straight and Definitely. not have those issues again in the past where money yeah. issues come up. 
you you have you have to plan ahead. You, it was almost a law in my own mind when you was working at the city that you just had X amount of money, and you knew you had X amount of money to spend. Mm-hmm. But out of that X amount of money, you had to take into consideration that you're going to have stuff that wears out. You're going to mm-hmm. have to you're going to replace stuff, and you're going to have to prepare for emergencies. Yeah. So you took a, I mean, you you kind of had to wrap your head around to live and breathe it and let it go through your veins for a year or two. You had to really understand how to deal with all that, but you've got to prepare for the future. Oh yeah, I had and, my and own budget yeah. with you, and it yeah. just I and learned you, a lot about that yeah, running my budget and and you can't get everything you want ever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I spent my whole budget though every year. I promise you. Did you? Darn right. Well, okay, but but it worked out. It yeah. worked out. Well, I, my attitude was like, man, if I don't spend it, I may not get. If I don't yeah, show that I need well, it, yeah, it wasn't wasted by any no, means. No, true. But, but um, you, you just a budget is just a, a tool to follow. Yeah, it is. And it's I asked for. I, I went in there and asked for a, for a lot of big stuff, but yeah. and didn't. I got shot down. Yeah. But you know, I was looking to to upgrade the whole siren system to a new modern type system. You know they. They sound completely different now. The new modern ones that they you can actually, yeah, they're yeah. they're a lower tone. You hear them better, further. But what that did though, that got me to thinking we need to do a capital improvement plan to plan on putting money a little bit at the back at a time to yeah. get ready to buy that. Oh yeah, and we did. We had plans together. There you go. We did. We just never. We never sure. got to finish them. Sure. Um, so we do know that, you know those, law enforcement, oh, yeah. fire hospital definitely that's all huge the thing we're going through now we've got agriculture and gas and oil hit really hard right now and that is our bread and butter out here what what can we do out here business-wise yeah we can't tesla's moving out of california that's what elon says that's what he said we're not going to get Tesla, Texas County. They're looking Why at. Can't we? It's just not going to happen. Well, okay, but I, uh, and they're I, looking at Tulsa and Austin. Great. And the reason I, I mean, it, you're right. I'm that attitude. Like, why can't we? Well, for one, we just don't have the infrastructure in these smaller communities. I think to bring in all that, all that they need. But why can't we go after others that fit this area? We have. Highway 54, El Paso, Texas, Juarez, basically, mm-hmm. to, Chicago. to Chicago. Not very far away. We have a main thoroughfare goes right through your hometown from Dallas to Denver. Exactly. We're, we're central located. We, why haven't we gone after specific manufacturing? And I, I only use Tesla as an example. Yeah, oh, sure, but sure, sure. And a lot of it is, and it's it's. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead. And we probably it. have that I don't know about, but well, I mean, there, it's just there has been a lot of work, but it comes back down to, and this is where, and it's going to piss some people off, so be it. But there's not been a real good cooperation between the city and the county. Yeah, it's probably every city in the United States. It's, it's like that everywhere. It is. So that's, but you know, we first start talking. We're different out here. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Let, let's mend some fences. Mm-hmm. Let's let's throw our damn egos in the trash, and let's start working together. 
I, I know we can work together, and yeah. I've worked with different county commissioners before, but there's still some stove sticks in the mud that remembered something 35 years ago that made them mad, that doubted, who cares about it anymore? We're, we're, gonna be, we're in a survival mode right now. We are. And I just, I feel like there's a way to bring someone in, like a Tesla, something, mm-hmm. that kind of, and I don't know if this is the correct word, but it's like an investment hedge. It hedges us against oil and gas roller coaster rides. Yeah. And agriculture, because yep. they're both, you know, they're yep. both the commodities like they are. They're up and down. Everybody knows that that lives out here. That's lived out here at all. Yeah. That's that's our economy. And or let's capitalize on what we already got in oil and gas. Is and the oil and gas is not really that big right now. And never and it's been big, but it's not been the the mainstay. You know, when I was county. no, but when I was like when I was working, it was man, we were spending money hand and fist, and then then oh eight. Well, then that's whatever, the whatever it was, 2010 and stuff. It just, yeah. And the tax and stuff. So yeah. and that's something we'll, t- we'll touch on here in just a minute. But that's something that's going to definitely affect these numbers right here that the county for, for next year. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's going to be devastating. Yeah. Right? I mean, they all might as well say it. it it's going to be tough. Oh, I already know. We're, we're trying let's, to. Let's look at ag right now. I mean, let's look at the cow market. Uh, I came back uh, after I worked uh, in, up in Elkhart close to 10 years and in a position with Prezi opened up and, and it Panhandle Regional Economic Development mm-hmm. Coalition and, and I worked the old Oklahoma Panhandle and, and we had some major contributors into Prezi and uh, we had one that quit contributing so I, I, I walked into his office one day and said, hey, how can Prezi help you? And the first words out of his mouth said, we need a feed yard, we need a packing plant. This was recently? Uh, two years ago. thought we already had all that. We don't have a packing plant in our region. We've got one liberal. Oh, your beef packing plant? Beef packing plant, excuse me. Okay. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, we got cactus and liberal. Well, we don't have one right here in Guyana. Why don't we have one in Guyana? I don't know. And that was first words out of uh, uh, Chris Hiss's mouth. It went Chris, was it Chris? No, it's Jason, excuse me. It went Chris, it was Jason. And I went, whoa. And I never really thought about that. And we, we, we throw a couple of three or four things around, but that's something that's needed right now. Even with all, even with garden cactus and all that stuff, that, that close? That's what the, the major people with a lot of cattle in the feed yards right now, there's not enough packing plants. Beef packing. Hmm. And I've thought about that every day almost since he said that to me. And wow, that's that's a big that's big. Oh, that's big and that's I mean it's that's one it's that will piss off a lot of people that's, too. Well, from both sides of the spectrum. I mean yeah. you got JBM, you got National Beef, and you start talking about putting another packing plant in, you start drawing some heat. Oh my god. Yeah. Because you, you talk to heat, you talk to people about what you know, yeah. you've got people that, yeah, Seaboard helped us, and then you got others, well, they turned us yeah. into what we're in now. Yeah. So so anyway. I, I, with I, 23 I, languages in the school system. Uh, 52, wasn't it? I got Dialects or something like that. But anyway, but, you know, we, we, need that, we need to find that glitch that we can offer 
uh, employment. Uh, we've got land. We've got you know we've got gas. We've got electricity. I mean, we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. We just got to find that one little glitch. Yeah. That somebody wants to come into Texas County, uh, whether it be a Hooker or Tyrone or Baker, I don't care. Yeah. As long as it's in Texas County, bring it. Let's go. When I left Pretzi down there, we were talking to a uh, uh, a company that wanted to come do the bio, uh, buy a bunch of grain st- or corn stalks and turn that into methane and stick it back in the ground and the plant just east or west of Hooker there. We were trying to make a deal for that, and I don't know where any of that's at now because I went to greener pastures. I oh, thought. sure, yeah. But there's there's got to be something that, but it's going to take somebody with a little bit of not afraid to communicate with somebody. Yeah. We can't. Well, we already tried that. We 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 we're not going to go after him again. You, you, that's the wrong attitude, Dad. Remember Roy Ely? Oh yeah. Got he got under a lot of people's skin. And you know why? He's persistent. Yeah, he definitely was. He, he well, I mean, I mean, he went after something. He got it. Yeah. And we need we we need probably about twenty thirty more of him. To be right honest with you. And we just lost him. I think I think he passed this year too. You know. Yeah, I don't good, remember good when. Man. But... He, he got he caught a lot of hell for it, but uh, he was one of the major guys that went out there and and he and he went he, he chased that rabbit till that rabbit couldn't run anymore. Yeah, he did. I mean that. Yes, we'll go back to what we talked about before we started recording. And it's just, you know, everything I'm going after now at this point in my life with this whole change in me and and reaching goals and not wasting right. time like I've always wasted right. time. Right. It nothing happens overnight, and right. nothing happens out with without constant persistence in going after that goal. That's exactly so I right. completely understand that. So and and that's what we need. I feel like we need in county government because. I've been around. I've been around, and and I've witnessed county government do a lot. Yeah. I mean, your city councils and your city managers and stuff doing a lot too. Yeah. But when a a county commissioner walks into a meeting, stands up and says, "Hey, this is what I think," everybody turns around and looks. Yeah. Because they know that county commissioner is speaking for not only the biggest town in in the district, but he's speaking for that whole entire district. And I don't care if it's from Texas County, Cimarron County, Beaver, Muskogee, or wherever. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. So I feel like the, the avenue is there for somebody to be very persistent. And it's going to lead me into something that just happened here about a week or two ago. And unfortunately, they had some budget hearings downstate. And uh, they cut the funding starting July 1 off of our juvenile um, detention mm-hmm. area here in Texas County. They've already moved all the kids out of that, by the way. It's, oh, it's, been, it's been empty for a while. Wow. As far as I understand. And it's my understanding about the deal, and I tried to school myself then. Well, let's go back. Let me start where I, I, where I was headed with this. We found out about 24 hours. Apparently, uh, our people out here, uh, 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 District Attorney Mike Boring and his uh, uh, people found out 24 hours prior to the meeting. Mm-hmm. And that don't give you much time. No. I'd like to know, and I guess, and, and I'm probably I'm going to say it, but I'm going to follow up with a call to Dickey. Why wouldn't there a county commissioner? It's there, it's four and a half hours to Oklahoma City. I mean, four and a half hours to us anymore. That's that's nothing. Why there again? Like I said, if you're not in the room, you're not in the game. Why wouldn't a county commissioner in that room? Yeah. 
Because what I know about the juvenile detention area, it, it employed like, uh, I had those numbers, but it employed people. Yeah, I did. People that either lived in Hooker, Gimer, or wherever, and guess what they did? They went out, they used that paycheck to buy groceries. Well, we, they, our school system teaches the kids in there. See, there you so go. So we, we, we got a little bit of money from it. Um, and each time that money is give, spent, it turns over yeah. in that community. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, I'll be quite honest. It, uh, we got money from it. Um, we wanted to help those kids. It did cause some issues with right. us too, but, yeah. but it was something that we, we took and we were, we were right. going to, we we're going right. to handle. Right. So, Good. you know, I, Good. I hate that you were going to be stuck with an empty building over yeah. there possibly. But, but it's not over with yet. Yeah. And because when I found out about it, I, I went to making phone calls. I started finding out who to call, what, what to ask. And, so we're waiting on answers right now. And I know the district, I heard on KKBF the other day, Mike Boring, and Mike is very passionate. Mm-hmm. I respect him for that. My God, I love to listen. He fires me up when I listen to him. And that's what got me fired up about it. Boring was saying, you know, we, we just had very time to re, uh, to reply to this. And apparently they was doing a lot of online stuff. You can't just go down and get in a room now because of the, the not a high virus, but the COVID. The COVID. Yeah. yeah. The Rona. The Corona. And so they were all on the line, and Mike felt like, uh, I, I believe he said, he felt like that they had it whooped, that they was going to be able to keep the money mm-hmm. and get that funded out there. And I guess when it come down to the gavel, bang, we was out of it. Yeah. Oh, okay, that that starts phase two, and that's what he's doing. And that's when I found out about it. So, right. But I'm wondering if, how many county commissioners was on that call? And, you know, it's... It, I'm sorry if you know, I don't when I was I guess I was preaching just four and a half hours down there. There's somebody should have been there. And yeah. Even though you can't get in the door, you should have been outside looking in. I'm sorry if they're looking in. They know you're standing outside that door. Their minds are changed a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah and especially us out here that get neglected so much. You've got exactly. to be down there. I mean, it's and, and that's something I bring to the table. It's yeah. that squeaky wheel gets the grease, and if you're not down there, yeah. They don't care about us out here in the Panhandle. And and going back to when you and I was involved in city uh, uh, affairs and city manager and in the fire department and stuff like, we caught a lot of hell for traveling. We did. Oh yeah. They thought the only thing we went down there was party, party, party. No, no, you don't do that. If you're not in a room, you're not in our game. We got a lot done. We we achieved a lot of greatness with us being down there. Well, for the record. I did enjoy several drinks and some fine steaks, but I will oh. tell you this: the city of Gaiman never paid for them. That's right, not not a bit of. Nope. I mean, I you, never. I, I mean, I was crucified. I was lied about, but that comes with the territory. It does. I I got thick skin. That's fine, but I know in my own heart I did right. I did what was expected of me. So yeah, I still come home, went to sleep that night, and never worried about. It yeah, we didn't. So. We never wasted any money down there whatsoever. Yeah. And like they, yeah, they might. I've heard we went out for a steak and like, oh my God, they're spending city money on that. Well, no. city, as far every trip I was on, never picked up a tab for that. No, no. it was engineers, it was attorneys, it yeah. was, yeah, it was always someone else. Oh yeah, so, but you know, people don't realize, and and it's a jealousy deal. I mean, that's that's. I mean, we could we could chase that rabbit, but there's a lot of people that say, well, my gosh, they get to go to Oklahoma City all the time. Well, it wasn't always fun either. It was, that's right. No. That's right. It, it takes a toll on you. It really yeah. did. And I think that was one of the reasons why I retired in 07. <laughs> Man, I was gone all the time. Yeah. yeah. But I was doing my job. 
I was going a lot too. Yeah, I, I, we we were doing especially after the ice storm. Oh my God, FEMA! Uh, Don't even get me started on oh, FEMA. But that that was a mess in itself. Yeah. But 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 I'm I've got a I I have you know I can't use the word perfect, but I got close near a perfect family now. I got a wife that believes in me. I got a wife that trusts me. I got a wife that understands politics. I got a wife that understands that her husband's going to be right in the middle of a piss pot. Oh yeah, you're gonna be right in the middle of a mess. And she's good with that. Yeah. And she's good with that. And well, good. that means a lot. So and it's because there's stuff coming down the pike right now that I'm sitting here looking at this budget right now. The estimate the needs for this next coming year. The total revenue is gonna be cut. Uh, and I I don't want to say a number, but it's gonna be cut substantially we because are. I think because of these the, the the revenue shortfalls that we're experiencing yeah, right now. We are. And, and it's, it's gonna take somebody with enough that could say no. Yeah. Yeah, people are gonna get I mean I'm in you know, I know too because I'm seeing education budgets and stuff and what's projected and it's yeah. it's scary right yeah. now what's it gonna is. happen here in the next few years and it's we're it's gonna take a long time for us all to recover. Oh, it will take and that's why I brought up, you know, what what else can we bring in here that's yeah. not ag related. Exactly. You know, you, you talked about another packing plant, but what is not ag related where it's maybe a little more stable with not commodity based. Sure. And and that that's the I guess, what do you want to call it in the room there? We've got to find that little niche somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. It's there, you know. Say, what if, I mean, Tulsa's, what, seven hours away? Yeah. It's not very far away. No. What What if we could do, and I've always thought, I spent 10 years in telecommunication business. Managed a telecommunication business out of uh, Elkhart, Kansas. We can fire Elon's rockets from here. I mean, uh, we've got wide open space. We we were sitting. I'll just text him. This, this local cooperative that we have here in town, uh, Panel Telephone, mm-hmm. has set themselves up to be a leader in communication. I'm not just saying that because it, it's a fact. I mean, today, Tulsa might as well just be right next door. Why can't we benefit if Tesla comes to Tulsa? Let's do a car call center or something like that. Something oh, there's, to use you can technology do anything. based. Yeah. We've we've got the tools. This local little cooperative, and it's a little cooperative, folks. Yeah. Let me tell you, it is compared to the others. I've watched this little local cooperative in Washington D.C. butt heads with some of the big AT and T people and win. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, uh, and they're on. It's we're in the game now. Yeah. We're in that game. Everybody's in the game, man. Yeah, I mean, we're in the game. I'm sitting here doing a podcast off yeah. the iPhone oh, with unbelievable. you. Yeah. So, right here, a cop picking phone. Yeah, you know. So let's take advantage of it. Yeah, let's. And we, infrastructure's in. I totally agree. We're we're with every even with everything going on, we we're living in a time where anything can be accomplished. You can learn anything. Yeah. You can run anything. Off of this little thing sitting on this desk. Exactly. That's, that's that fits in my back pocket. I can yeah. run my business off of this. Oh, I do. I do too. Yeah. So yeah. it's... So it, let's it, technology. This is where we're at. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's capitalize. And it. that's what I'm looking at. Like, when it, I, I don't just mean... Manufacturing came out of my mouth. Sure, sure. But that also... I also meant, you know, tech. Um, yeah, there you go. There's... That's where it's at. Yeah. Um, and it, it... There's other things that's not ag or oil base that that can really change the game i think and and i'm sure um um jana wallace will correct me if i'm wrong but well i think within two years i think there's there's going to be fiber to the home fiber to the business all in their exchange oh yeah there should be Um, 
unbelievable. Yeah, there's major. I mean, there's major I mean, areas that don't have that. Yes, major I mean, areas. We're talking, you know, Chicago. Oh, I, I know. Mean, some of the some of the towns that we think we're sitting out in rural Oklahoma, thinking, man, no. Yeah. They have no idea of what technology, and we've got it right here. Oh, I know. So we got to capitalize on that. We do. So uh, our nine one one system that's fixing to come under a hell of an overhaul. Thank God, it's about time. Amen for that. Yeah. And I feel like I bring ten years of communication business into that nine one one deal. Yeah. I mean, that's something county has something to do. With. That's something we've been fighting for oh, twenty we, years. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I start to fight there when I was city manager. Not the fight. We can use well, that. just improve. Trying to improve because yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's. But, that's it's something just, I can bring to the table again. Right. Uh, uh, the knowledge that I'd gained from Epic Touch, uh, Bob Bolin up here at Elkhart. I mean, my gosh, this man was a – his foresight was unbelievable. He always looked 30 years down the road. And that's just the way he was bred. That's how you have to. Yeah. 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 So right now, that's something else I can bring to the what table. What did we talk about earlier? I said you got to look into the future. You have to plan for that's the right. future, but – you still try to live in the present, exactly. but always plan well, for the future. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got to live in the present, but you've got to have that right up over the bifocal part. Yeah. You've got to be looking at you it. You've got to have the plan. That's if you don't, it's out. a map. Think of it as a map. If I don't have a map on where I want to go with right. with my podcast, with my with my business, yeah. with everything I'm trying to do and build right, right now, uh, with fitness, yeah. if I don't have a map where I'm going, just like I'm driving somewhere. With Google Maps, yeah, I'm lost here. Yeah, I'm, I don't know where I'm going. Which, you're well, not, you're yeah. not going to get there. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not looking in the rear view. I'm uh, not. There's there's no sense. In so that. speaking of plans, you you brought the plan part up. You know, I, I've asked a couple of different people that work for the county about the road plans. I mean, okay, I was going to bring. I was yeah, gonna, road plans. I yeah, mean, that's some of the most important things for infrastructure. For yeah. For uh, 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 commodities coming in, going out of town. Yes. Uh, for school routes, mail routes, or stuff like that. To my knowledge, there's not a plan. No, and that has there's to be. There's not, I mean, there's not a plan. A map, a plan. If there's not, it ain't going to happen. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm with you, brother. That is a promise. I don't care what you're trying to yeah. do in life. If you don't have a map, a plan, yeah. you're not going to get there. And that's there. where the transparency comes in because you got uh, Joe Blow lives up on North, whatever, and he says, well, my road hadn't been graded in X minute. Well, okay. And throw him out the plan. Let him be part of that plan making. Mm-hmm. This is where we will have a commitment, a plan. We're going to be getting to your road at least three times a year, or whatever it would be. Correct. I mean, but have a plan. Let him be part of that plan making mm-hmm. to make, you know, it, it, we're all in it together. Yeah, we are. We're all in it together. And have that man be part of, or that family, or whoever it want to be. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have to have a county commissioner go out there and talk to every one of these people. Yeah. And that's twenty four seven, and that's I don't have nothing else to do. So great information. There, there, there's not there's not a plan there, especially some of your uh, your paved roads, and that's what I'm doing right now. I work for a paving company. Yeah. There's not a plan to start replacing some of these roads, and some of them are in dire need of rehabilitation. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking millions of dollars. Oh, like, I'm telling I mean, you, millions I, of dollars. I'm looking at maybe getting another pickup here later, and I'll probably set it up. Like a Baja race truck, just so I don't have to worry about these bad you've roads. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan. We're going to do X many miles this year and set that money yeah. back. Yeah. And, it, and we, I mean, it just, you've got to have that strategically planned to get it done. Well, one of my questions was like about future growth, but we really, I don't, I don't even need to go there because we've kind of talked about what we can and can't do and what we, where we should go, I think. Um, I love that. What point. else is on your mind? Well, growth. I, I like growth. I mean, I mean but, 
I, I tell you, you know how come Seaboard come here? Uh, well, I don't really know. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I I'll mean, tell I, you one reason why they came. I know who they all seen, They seen a community that was eager, mm-hmm. that was hungry, and was going in a great direction. Yeah. Well, hey. they were they were they were looking in the window. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know. I mean, you know, the people they they knew that uh, Swift had closed down. Correct. And my God, they was running around going, "Oh my God, we're losing people. We're seven thousand people now, and should be fifteen. And oh, what we're we gonna do? What we're we gonna do?" But there was just a 